Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast. If you're enjoying your day, sweet. If not, whatever. It's an impromptu episode. Hopefully, everybody's enjoying their holiday season as this episode is releasing. It's kind of hard to do so here because we got a blizzard going on. Whoopee. Anyway, so the reason for this episode is because there's rumors spreading about. I'm going to try to take these as a grain of salt because you never know, but I'm still going to discuss this on the possibility that this may be real. But rumors are going around amidst the whole... Matt Riddle rehab incident that's going on is that WWE is amending their drug policy and this one is coming straight from a tweet that's coming from Sports Kita saying changes in drug test policy WWE will no longer fire after third drug test failure so pretty much saying that hey even if you fail a third time you won't get fired because I think according to all the rumors is that they don't want to risk losing superstars like who might intentionally fail the drug test in order to jump ship over to AEW. Even though morale's even higher than WWE now than what it's been before with Vince McMahon. But this is a big issue because they've had this system around since I think either 2005 or 2006. I know they implemented this truly with the suspensions and everything after Eddie passed. But... If you're doing this just to try to stop people from potentially having another reason to leave WWE, then clearly their problem is not with drugs or something like that. Like That's something that's got to be fixed with a superstar. If they're doing something intent to intentionally get themselves fired, they might be unhappy for one more than one reason to where they're going to do something or to purposely lose their job. But you can't amend this rule to where... It's just going to say, hey, you can keep doing drugs, you're not going to lose your job. That rule that you had in place saying that a third strike means you're fired is put there to try to help strain somebody out. There's a reason for that third strike and that rule. Because the first time you get a strike, you're suspended for 30 days, no pay. Second time, 60 days, no pay. And then third strike, you're gone. And with the second strike, they also have that extra rule where they pretty much tell you, you need to go to rehab. And there are some, I looked through some instances where superstars got suspended. I know I'm missing a bunch, but these are a few that I could easily think of. Of where superstars have gotten suspended for wellness policy violations. And some weird consistencies slash inconsistencies with the rules. So like you look at Randy Orton. So many people keep saying, people keep saying that he's been suspended so many times he should have been fired. I've only seen two examples so far where he's been suspended in WWE. There was the one instance in 2006, and then the other in 2012. Because 2006, I think he covered in his uh, Apex Predator DVD. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was one that was released in 2011. Saying that he had an incident where he overdosed on sleep medication, woke up in the ER, and he was suspended for it. And I think that may coincide with when he got suspended after WrestleMania 22, because it was said he got like he got busted for the violation before then they let him have the match and then they wrote him off saying that he got his ankle broken by Kurt Angle after a match and then his second violation was in 2012 because it was after over the limit because he was supposed to go for a match against Chris Jericho and no way out but Jericho got suspended for the Brazilian flag kicking incident and then right afterwards Randy got suspended for wellness policy violation because I know he was on the Smackdown after the pay-per-view so there are only at least two known instances where he's been truly suspended for something drug-related. If there are others, please let me know. But these are the only two instances I found. Uh, you look at Jeff Hardy. He's had two instances as well during his uh, one of his last WWE runs. He had the suspension in 2007, which he tried to cover up, as I mentioned in the Jeff Hardy episode not too long ago. 
He got suspended in the summer of 2007. He said it was a bad bop, but no, it was a wellness policy violation, as he mentioned in his DVD. And the other was in 2008, which caused him to miss WrestleMania 24 and caused people to be unsure about if Jeff Hardy can be trusted to stay clean and everything to be able to be a champion. Uh, you look at Test, 2007. The last time we really saw him was around the time of Royal Rumble, because I know he had the ECW title match against Lashley. And in February, he got suspended for a wellness policy violation, and during that suspension, he got released. I think he requested it, so, yeah, that, it's kind of a shame there, because then he would later pass away. I don't remember if it was, like, something new to drugs, or he took his own life, something happened there. You look at Booker T. He got suspended, because I think he was in one of the names of the bunch of superstars that got busted for, like, this drug scandal or whatever within a pharmacy, and after... He came back in October 2007, he requested his release, because he just wanted to leave the company as well as with Charmel, so he, I don't know what he exactly had or what he was found for, maybe it was steroids or something, I don't know, but he got suspended, he eventually wanted to leave. You look at Chris Masters, he had two suspensions in the same year, 2007, because I think he was supposed to try to get off the, whatever he was on in 2005 or 2006, and Triple H made a reference about that, about losing 20 pounds in 30 days or something like that from some backstage segment. But he had two suspensions in 2007. He got released less than a week after his second suspension. So it's like, I mean, now he's alive and everything, and I think he's slimmed down on his look, but those suspensions cost him his job there. You look at Umaga. He had two suspensions, and the first one I could not figure out when it happened until I did a quick bit of research. But apparently his first suspension was in September 2007. It was after he lost the Intercontinental Championship to Jeff Hardy, who had come back around the time just shortly after SummerSlam, because then I saw this gap between September the 2nd, 2007, and then his match at, it was either No Mercy or Cyber Sunday against Triple H. It was one of the two, but there was a one-month gap where he was missing. And then his second suspension was in 2009, and they fired him because after the second suspension... He refused to go to rehab, and they fired him. Because I guess that's kind of like their extra clause there, saying, you refuse to rehab, you're gone, because you're pretty much looked at as a as a liability within the company. You look at Carlito. He got released in 2010. And according to what I found, I think it was like during, like the Wayback Machine said that WWE made their statement, they released him, saying that he refused to go to rehab, but the issue was, it was his only violation. I think he had like some kind of addiction to painkillers, but once it's violation and he refused rehab, so they mixed the rules here. Like with Umaga, it took the second suspension for them to demand that he goes to rehab. With Carlio, it happens after his first. I mean, they demand the rehab because, again, there's liability there if they suddenly pass away like this while under contract, especially if it's for something drug related. So, I mean, yeah, I think I heard Salamonster say that they do the whole wellness policy and the rehab and everything for PR moves, but it's also a good thing to try to save lives. Because you see drugs and alcohol and everything take like, control in the lives of so many men and women that have been in the business over the years. So it's like, this is something that's got to be done in order to try to help turn people's lives around. But if this is true, that they're not firing people now after the third offense... Then it's like you look at all these other examples of superstars that got released because of these suspensions or in, in violations with the wellness policy. It's a slap in their faces because they lose their jobs and everything. But you're possibly tell, right, telling the current superstars that, hey, you can keep doing drugs, but you're not going to lose your job.
Like, honestly, I get it. They don't want to lose more superstars from over to AEW, but you if people are genuinely happy there, you need to still have that threat of termination with that third strike looming over their heads. If you take that away, they're just going to think that, oh, it's like we're happy here because you got a triple H here, but we can also get away with stuff. You have to have those rules to set an example to tell people, hey, you can't keep doing this stuff. If you you need to get help if you're on something like we see with whatever's going on with Matt Riddle, you can't just say, oh, third strike, but you can get away with it. Because, again, people are saying that that's been happening with Randy Orton, but if there are other examples where he's been suspended outside of the two that I've mentioned and working off the rules and everything, let me know. Because I know CM Punk alluded to it in his uh, 2014 interview on Art of Wrestling Podcast saying that they amended the rules with drugs and everything, I think, because of Randy Orton to work off a strike or anything like that. But it's just like you can't amend the rules and expect people to accept it. The only people that are going to be happy with the rule being amended or anything are the people that are doing the drugs and failing these tests in the first place. And at that point, they're going to be happy because possibly the drugs or whatever they're on is taking over their mind thinking that it's not a problem. Something, if this rule is really happening that they're changing this, it is absolutely stupid and irresponsible to the company to do this. If the company is seriously doing this, turn the rule back I don't care if you're afraid of losing people within the company. You have to have these rules set in stone. Okay, this is not the way to go. So anyway, let me know what you all think in the comment section below. What do you think about this rumor that the WWE is amending the third strike rule with the whole drug wellness policy that they've had for the last almost like practically 17 years? If, like, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, leave a comment below. Like with the leave a like Ugh. just this is mind-boggling to rephrase that leave a like if you enjoyed the video subscribe with the bell turned on if you're listening to this on youtube comment what you think below or follow if you're listening to this on any other service that this podcast is available on and i'll catch you guys next time thanks for listening everybody like comment subscribe peace out and good day everybody